broadcasting from the heartland of America in the Hoosier Media Network Studios. The next generation in conservative talk radio. This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is our number two of your weekend edition here of the voice of reason. So wonderful to have you along for the ride today. Love having you with us on a weekend as we get set for the New Hampshire primaries. And just a couple of days. Exciting. Now that we're officially into election season, we talked about that in hour number one. We got so much more to touch on uh, coming up this hour as well. Welcome into it. You can find us all over our social media at Who's Your Reason, H O O S E R Reason. Just like Who's Your Like the State, but without the I. No I in Who's Your, Who's Your Reason.com and our social media handle on all of your so- favorite social media sites at Who's Your Reason. You can go and check us out there. Coming up, bottom of this hour, we have Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. We sat down with him just a day or so ago to talk about what's the latest out of Washington, D.C. The budget issues are a major one right now as we try to figure out what the heck to do with this ending of round number one or phase one of the uh, continuing resolution and how we move forward from here. Will we be able to strike a deal and what does that deal actually look like? It's kind of an interesting concept because Republicans are just about over the Speaker of the House, Mike Pence. I know this has been a lingering conversation for a couple of weeks now with Republicans wanting the purists to to try and uh, stand firm and not negotiate with Democrats. And I got to admit, I understand why we don't want to negotiate with Democrats, because Democrats don't negotiate. They really don't. Their type of negotiation, their mindset, their their idea of compromise is you get on board with us and do what we want to do or else you are going to shut down the government and it's all your fault. Now, there's a way to change that narrative, and I've said this many times on the show. There's a way to change that narrative very easily, which is pass a bill in the House in a unified Republican voice and say, we've passed the budget, we've done our job, either take it or leave it. Because we did our job. We actually worked. We made something happen. We came up with our own bill. And then it's up to you to either pass it or deny it. And if you deny it, then sure, we'll hear your thoughts. But guess what? The majority of your requests will be thrown into the request bin in the corner of the office, and we're going to go about our day because this is what needs to happen. We have to cut spending. We have to do some economic transparency. We have to get our fiscal responsibility back on track. And the House representatives has the power of the purse. I know that's a very controversial thing because they don't like the fact that Republicans usually control the House of Representatives, but that is a an important aspect of we uh, hold the power of the purse and you have to abide by that. So take it or leave it on what you want to do moving forward. That would be a very simple solution to this problem, but we don't have that simple solution because Republicans don't have the ability to unify. They don't have the ability to actually you know, have a backbone and not be scared of their own shadow, not be scared of the Democrats, not be scared of the media. So they have to find a scapegoat. And the scapegoat now, apparently, is going to be blaming the Speaker of the House by not being able to unite the entire caucus or the entire House representatives with a conservative agenda. And they think that we should just be able to somehow get Democrats who want socialized government to get on board with a massive spending cut bill and and work. Now, look, I am about as far right as you can get as well. I understand that. At the same time, we have to understand that right now with the slim margin, it's very difficult to get anything done. It could get done if Republicans stood firm in the House and then rely on the Senate for them to actually get their agenda done as well. But that's not working. That's not happening at the time being. So what do we do from here? The scapegoat is is that let's blame Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson, while he may not be negotiating maybe as hard as what we'd like, we're doing better than what we were with Kevin McCarthy. We're doing better than what we had in the past. And in fact, now we see that that we're not going to pass a budget 
We're not going to pass Ukrainian funding specifically unless there's immigration in there as well in some type of border security measure. He's standing firm on that, which is amazing to watch because by now Kevin McCarthy would have squabbled. He would have said, well, we got to pass something. We can't let the government shut down. And he's standing firm on that. At the same time, though, we see some Republicans, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that started to sound the alarm a little bit, and Chip Roy, who surprisingly was on CNN just a few days ago, saying that, you know, he doesn't want to, but it's kind of up in the air. Yeah, I mean, again, that's that's not the road I prefer. I mean, you know, we've gone down the road. I didn't I didn't prefer to go down that road with Speaker McCarthy. Uh, we need to figure out how to get this all done together. But it isn't good, and there's a lot of my colleagues who are pretty frustrated about it, so we'll see what happens this week. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens as we go through the rest of the week as well. There is something now. There's a couple of bills floating around, though. There is the Government Shutdown Prevention Act that was proposed by Senator James Lankford from Oklahoma. We've talked about that a little bit. But there's a new bill as well known as the Comprehensive Congressional Budget Act trying to allow all of the budget to be conversed on, not just the discretionary. And you know very well that we talk a lot about on the show the difference between discretionary and mandatory spending on the federal budget. And all of these 12 appropriations bills, this bill that could potentially shut down the government, is only discretionary spending, which is roughly 20% of the entire federal budget. That's it. We're threatening to shut down the government based on 20% of the entire government spending because the other 80% are social programs that really need to be addressed, that are really bankrupting the nation, but we're not allowed to touch them. So what do we do from there? And this comprehensive Congressional Budget Act would force committees to all get together and actually address and talk about these issues to start the conversation on talking about those other parts of the budget that before, prior to, we have not been allowed to talk about. As we sat down just a couple of days ago with the senior fellow on policy, uh, fiscal policy from Americans for Prosperity, our great partners here on the program, uh, Mr. Kurt Couchman, as he talked about that bill just a little bit as well and what we could see moving forward. But I'm optimistic about the, rec- the, the direction we're going this year, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm a perpetual optimist as well. Um, but the conversation has shifted in the right direction. I'm, part of it is just because of the huge mistakes that Washington, D.C. has made over the last couple of years. Too much spending too much regulation, too much taxes, too much debt. And uh, the American people don't want that. They're seeing how it's impacting their lives, pushing up interest rates, inflation. Uh, It's slowing economic growth at this point. And so we do need to have a new direction. And uh, I'm optimistic that we're going to get better policymakers and that we're also building out better policies, better ways of doing things in in Washington so that Congress can actually deliver better results for the people. Wouldn't that be nice? I know you guys released a survey recently that showed that the vast majority of Americans that you surveyed showed that economic issues and Bidenomics, the Biden inflation, was the number one top priority for them going into election season early on here. We saw inflation anywhere between 17 to 20 percent over the past three years under Joe Biden, which is astronomical. I don't know about you, but I have not seen a 20 percent raise in my salary in three years to compensate for that. So uh, they try to tell us that Bidenomics is working and the economy is doing great, but I don't know how you can pitch that off when the average consumer goes to the store and sees the astronomical prices for groceries or other goods, and their money doesn't go as far as it used to. That's right. The Bidenomics spin isn't working. They seem to have caught on. They're not talking about it very much anymore, um, because when people think of the economy and they think of Joe Biden's handling of the economy, they don't see a whole lot of success to point to. Yes, things have gotten less bad, 
uh, since you know they were a couple of years ago when inflation was at its peak. Um, but just because things are less bad doesn't mean that they're good. Uh, and like I was saying, we've got we've got this drag on the economy from the debt burden and from all these new regulations that have come out of this administration, uh, and or could come out of this administration. There's a whole bunch of things that people are worried that might be cooking in those agencies. And so it's hard to invest if you're a business person because you don't know what could be thrown at you that will just make all of that investment go for nothing. Yeah, I want to I want to see that as a campaign slogan. Things are slightly less bad than what they were when I took office office. I, I want to see that as a campaign tactic on that. Let's talk about this bill for the federal budget, because now we are going into the end of phase one. First off, it was an interesting tactic that we used a two-phase uh, continuing resolution. Mike Johnson kind of throwing people off guard, and I liked that. I liked the fact that he kept them on their toes and did this, because it didn't allow the government to do a complete shutdown and do this whole, we need to pass a continuing resolution or pass an omnibus bill so we don't shut down the government and pass it to see what's in it mindset. It kind of threw them off guard to say, hey, it's the warning trigger for us to really get our act in gear here and get some stuff done. Uh, however, this new bill, this $1.6 trillion federal budget, does it have enough cuts, do you think, Kurt? And is this going to be enough to rally Republicans to, to vote on this and approve it? Uh, no, of course, this $1.7 trillion spending bill doesn't have enough spending cuts. And uh, a lot of Republicans aren't going to be able to support uh, whatever ultimately comes out, there's a continuing resolution to kick these deadlines to, I think, March 1st and March 8th. Um, so that'll give them additional time to write the two mega spending bills instead of the one omnibus bill. But look, I mean, $1.7 trillion is a lot of money. But the truth is, it's only about a quarter of federal spending, and none of the revenue policies are in that. And our tax code is a mess. It's an anti-growth mess. Uh, there's a whole bunch of cronyism in there that doesn't belong. Um, but all of that uh, that other spending and all of the nonsense in the tax code, Congress doesn't look at that on a regular basis. Yeah. And a lot of the fiscal hawks are saying, hey, we need to reduce the deficit, reduce the debt, reduce spending. But they're only playing with a little piece of the budget. So it's no wonder that they're frustrated and that the outcomes that we're getting from the federal budget process, such as it is, are actually really bad and getting worse. Yeah, it is concerning. My listeners, we talk a lot about this. My listeners are very up to key on the fact that there are two portions of the budget which we don't hear about in the mainstream media, with discretionary funding, which is what this bill is really about, and the mandatory spending that is the social programs, the Medicare and Medicaid, the Social Security, the the SNAP programs, all the other social programs that make up near 70 to 80 percent now of the entire federal budget while we haggle about this 20 percent with all the discretionary spending on military which blows my mind and defense which should be part of i don't know mandatory spending for the government which is their constitutional duty to fund but nonetheless we're haggling over 15 to 20 percent of the entire federal budget when the rest of it's just bankrupting us when will or do you think we had the capability of sitting down and addressing this larger piece of the pie I think soon uh, there was a bill that was introduced just last week called the Comprehensive Congressional Budget Act of 2024. It was introduced by a Republican from Utah, Representative Blake Moore, and a Democrat from Washington State, uh, Representative Marie Guzenkamp Perez. And, um, you know, the idea there is that, you know, Congress should keep doing the appropriations bills, the so-called discretionary spending um, that's really important to do on an annual basis, review all that and adjust things. Um, but in addition to that, all of the other committees that have uh, jurisdiction over spending programs that are uh, not appropriations programs, they should be contributing 
uh, and the, the Revenue Committee should be contributing to build an annual budget that has everything in it, all spending, all revenue, including all the tax preferences. And then Congress can actually coordinate things, figure out what's adding value and manage the whole thing. Uh, and also take responsibility for the outcomes. All right, that again was Kurt Couchman. He's the uh, Fiscal Policy Senior Fellow for Americans for Prosperity, partners with us here on The Voice Reason. You can find more information at americansforprosperity.org, or you can go to the website at prosperityispossible.com, and you can also see some of their great information as we try to fight for better economic status here in the nation. This is This Comprehensive Congressional Budget Act is an interesting piece, and it's going to be Interesting to see if Democrats actually get on board with it. I don't know that they necessarily will because they don't want to touch these other uh, factors and these spending categories. In fact, when we talk about even not just cutting, but actually just slowing the growth. Hey, maybe Medicaid shouldn't grow by 6% this year. Maybe it should only grow by 2%. Then we're still growing. We're going by 2%. Democrats come out, however, in the media and say that Republicans want to cut it by 4% and how people are going to die in the streets unless we actually give them everything that they want. Like, that's what... That's that's what we're at today. That's the kind of mindset that the Democrats have. They have dominated the dialogue for so long they don't know how to compromise. They've forgotten how to do so. And we have to remind them that they don't control everything any longer. And with how bad the economy is right now, regardless of what they try to say, oh, jobless claims for the last week were the lowest that we've seen since 2019. Look how great everything is. They can tell us that. That's cool. But that doesn't change the fact that inflation is still up near 20% over a three-year period. Show of hands, everybody, outside of those that maybe have done massive strikes in the union, who else has gotten a 20% raise to compensate for the higher prices in the consumer nation? This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. This is Amy, working mom feeling the pressure of rising costs. Feels like every day is getting more expensive. We get it. The cost of living today is way too high. That's where we come in. At Americans for Prosperity, we offer solutions to the country's biggest problems. Like making life more affordable? Yep. That's why AFP launched Prosperity is Possible, the nation's largest movement to tackle the cost of living crisis. Americans for Prosperity is helping ease the pain at checkout and the pump and connecting people to common sense solutions. From reducing wasteful spending and making energy more affordable to improving workplace flexibility. Bottom line, getting government working for us again with solutions we can all agree on. Like empowering families like mine to realize the American dream. Exactly. Americans for Prosperity, where freedom and opportunity win. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Andy's latest product. Tired of faking your political identity? Stressed out from playing both sides of the aisle and appeasing special interests? It's time to try RhinoVape. Clear your mind and your conscience with RhinoVape by shedding the false code of republicanism and come to terms with your true feelings. I was a Republican for years, but I hate Trump. I hate lower taxes and I hate traditional values. After I took a hit on my RhinoVape, I realized I'm not a Republican at all. I finally feel comfortable in my political coat and I can stop lying to my constituents. Thank you, RhinoVape. You helped me clear the fog from my mind. Now I can fight for what I truly believe in, taking away your rights. Just inhale the Rhino Vape from the back end of your donkey-shaped vaping tool and let the world change before your eyes. Now available in multiple flavors. Try the all-new I Hate My Current Gender Berry or the cookies and I Love Collecting Metadata Cream. And we can't forget the rocky road to America's border. Or our most popular bubblegum-flavored closet-cased liberal cotton candy. Rhino Vape. Side effects may include delusions of efficient government programs, economic growth through taxation, and long-term envy of people who are more successful than you. Smugness may increase with long-term use of Rhino Vape. Not a substitute for real values or political platforms. Keep out of reach of children. Do not take Rhino Vape if you're pregnant and you actually care about your child. Rhino Vape, the help you need to accept the liberal mindset into your heart, your head, and your political affiliation. Find more products from the Voice of Reason online at HoosierReason.com. It's your Patriot on the Prairie. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. Your Patriot on the Prairie broadcasting out of the heart of the nation here at the Hoosier Media Network Studios in Wichita, Kansas, going all over the country. We have more affiliates coming on. We have more partners coming on the radio program. I am so excited about 2024, and I am so honored the fact that you continue to listen to the show. Thank you from the bottom of my heart as this is an independent radio show. That's growing on its own all by itself. And that's very difficult to do in today's times. Obviously, there's so many different radio programs out there. There are so many different podcasting programs out there that it's hard to stand out. And the fact that we're growing on our own. I mean, I have my day job and I work at a radio station. I work at a cluster of radio stations and they've been amazing support. And my weekday program runs through there as I broadcast from the KQAM studios out of Wichita, Kansas every day. And my local program I do on the weekends. But this national show is a completely separate entity. And I mean, it's tied loosely with our weekday program, but it's uh, essentially its own separate entity. And we've partnered with Salem Radio Network for the distribution. And we've partnered with Americans for Prosperity with uh, our great sponsor and partner on the show. And more are coming on here soon, along with more affiliates. So I just have to say thank you because it's so difficult to be 
independent. Usually with this kind of stuff, for those that you want to know a little bit of behind the scenes for the radio industry, normally when you become quote unquote syndicated and you grow, it usually happens from a radio company that's a national conglomerate that you work for. And they're like, oh, you're pretty good. Let's put you on the satellite through us and we'll promote you that way. Now, that being said, that's not the case here. The company that I work for during the week is a locally owned uh, individual that's actually just a farmer in Wichita, Kansas, that owns a cluster of radio stations. So we're we're local and we're not corporate, and, which is nice. And there's so many benefits to that because of the fact that this individual, the Techline Communications, got to give them the shout out, has given me the chance to be in radio since I've gone through broadcasting school. It's kind of amazing. And I appreciate everything that they've done. And this is uh, cool to be able to use that as the platform to launch. So now this project is my own. And we've grown it. And we took it independent just a few years ago when we started the Hoosier Media Network, uh, Mrs. Voice of Reason and I, which I hate to do kind of the self-promotion stuff. I I don't like to do that a whole lot because we like to talk about issues. I don't want to talk about myself. There's a lot of hosts that just sit there and gab about themselves and how awesome they are. As you know me, I don't like to do that. I'd have a very hard time accepting compliments and accepting gifts and accepting things. I just don't like to talk about myself. I want to talk about issues. That's what I'm on here to do. I'm here to entertain you. I'm here to make you smile a little bit and maybe, maybe have you learn something a bit or two. That's my goal. But I do have to say, going independent was amazing with this program, with the Hoosier Media Network. And Mrs. Voice of Reason has also been working really, really hard behind the scenes on an offshoot project through the Hoosier Media Network called Hoosier Health. Now, for those that don't know, and I've teased this just a little bit, and you'll start hearing more about it on the program because we're going to partner quite a bit on this program with what she's doing. But Hoosier Health, she's a, she's a master herbalist. And this all happened in a few different realms. Number one, for those who don't know, she has some medical issues that we've dealt with for years. We had to file medical bankruptcy a few years ago, and we're, we're past that. Everything's great. But because of the price of health insurance, which is why we talk about healthcare issues so much on this program, the price of health insurance, the price of specialists, the price of things, we had to file medical bankruptcy because she has lupus. And at that time, we had a very scary moment a few years ago where she almost died in the hospital. And she almost died just because of the fact that uh, she had a kidney stone, it got lodged, it caused sepsis in the blood, it caused an infection. The doctors didn't know whether to pull out the stone and let it rush out or try to cure the infection. It wasn't working. It was a whole major issue. Well, anyways, uh, she started Hoosier Health. She has become a master herbalist using holistic remedies, you know, the teas and the herbs and the plants to do things. And guess what? She went from being on 10 different pills every single day to zero pills, and the only pills she takes now are actually her own, which are vitamin supplements and other things to keep her going, and she's been able to essentially cure herself through her herbal remedies. Well, she launched Hoosier Health, and this weekend was her very first fair, and she's officially launched her line of herbal products, anywhere from like skincare treatments to hormonal treatments to a whole bunch of stuff. Really cool. The website is officially out as well at HoosierHealth.com. HoosierHealth.com, and you can see all the great products and some of the stuff that she does. I'm really proud of her. I had to give her a shout-out with all the stuff she's doing. We live her to death, and there's more to come on that. So stay tuned here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine... Discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course, yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. Andy's latest product. The Hispanic community is radically diverse in the United States. Some would say as unique and diverse as the food they eat. The diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. And now you can enjoy the flavor and diversity that every member of the Hispanic community gets to enjoy every single day. Jill Biden's very all-new breakfast taco special from the Voice of Reason. Hola, amigos. I'm Adan, your Jill Biden breakfast taco. Now you too can enjoy the unique, diverse flavors of Mexico and Latin American with me. Adan the breakfast taco has everything a growing boy, girl, undecided, or other may need. Start off with a thick layer of potato seasoning with fresh and delicate spices of Mexico and cook to perfection. The potatoes show not only are we tough on the outside, but soft and lovable on the inside. Next, enjoy the two large huevos. No breakfast taco is complete without our famous huevos. They are there for all to enjoy. What comes next in the delicacies is the true sign of diversity and uniqueness in the culture as there are just too many options. Chicken, carne asada, chorizo, pork, bacon, vegetarian, the choices are endless. We have a flavor for everyone, but you won't know if you like it until you try it. And we like it all. Finally, your Jill Biden Adon Breakfast Taco is always personalized for you with the special, unique, and diverse toppings only found in the ever-expanding diverse culture of Latin America. Top me off with your favorite great-tasting cheese, sour cream, or gravy. But don't forget, what sets your breakfast taco apart from any other breakfast taco is a little spice. Forget the salsa from the supermarket. It's time to do the real spicy direct from Mexico with the slices of jalapeño, habanero, or red chilies. Plus top all off with your favorite Valentina or tapatio. Show off your unique diversity with your very own Jill Biden breakfast burrito from The Voice of Reason. Order now and multiply your diversity with two Jill Biden breakfast tacos, all for the price of one. It's the Voice of Reason's Jill Biden Breakfast Taco. Are you diverse enough? Coming, Coming to a, a restaurant, restaurant near you. Andale, andale. Andy's latest product. Find more products from the Voice of Reason online at HoosierReason.com. This is the Voice of Reason.
with Andy Hoosier. Andy's latest product. Presenting the all-new Voice of Reason new downloadable app, MyTax. Taxes solve everything. Hold yourself accountable for the damage you cause just because you're a human being. And now you can punish yourself before the government does it for you. I drove to work today, and I feel extremely guilty for harming the environment. I tried to ride my electric bike, but I had to charge it today. And global warming made it too cold to walk. But thanks to my tax app, I taxed myself for the crime I committed. And now I can focus on my day. Do you have some form of privilege? Did you grill a burger today? Maybe text a friend at work? Tax it! The app is simple. Simply click the category of progressive sin you committed and the app automatically calculates how much you should be taxed. For the best use, use each hour of the day. By taxing yourself, you feel accountable for the actions you take each and every day. But wait, there's more! If you are low income or dependent on government assistance, don't worry. With my tax app, we'll tax someone else for you. I couldn't afford groceries this month, but with my tax app, I could get on my computer to tell a fascist conservative he's contributing to climate change by using electronics. I just hit my tax app and someone else gets taxed for me. Tax money goes to unknown third parties that is sure to spend your money better than you because you just admitted you can't function by yourself. My tax for the ones who love to give up everything just to feel better about themselves. Andy's latest product. Find more products from the Voice of Reason online at HoosierReason.com. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into it. Last half hour of the program, how things are moving right on by. So, got a message over the break. Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District not able to make it with us here on the program for this weekend. That's okay. We'll get him on the show again real soon. But he was going to call in and broadcast uh, as a recap from the March for Life movement, obviously that happened on Friday and Saturday with uh, everybody rallying, getting ready for it on Friday. One of the actual big events, I know they always talk about this like million man march in Washington, D.C., which is on the Democrat side of the aisle, never really ends up being like a million people. But it seems like when Republicans turn out in Washington, D.C. for big rallies, then it really is massive amounts of people near a million. I don't know how many it was this year, but definitely a lot, as usual. Back at it again after the COVID-19 pandemic. I believe this is the second year that it's back there. But here's the thing. Republicans don't do very well at protesting things. We never show up for, for protests. In fact, we always have low numbers when it comes to protests overall. But when we come up to rally something positive, we always turn up in mass numbers. Democrats always show up to be angry and yell and protest with hooting, and hollering and signs and getting angry and blocking traffic and causing issues and getting arrested like we just saw a week or so ago in the congressional buildings when they were waving Palestinian flags and causing a ruckus. They got arrested and there were a lot of them. We don't show up for that sort of thing. We do, however, show up for positive things. And that's really nice. The March for Life, which has a lot of people, we had the protests or we had the support for Israel 
just right before the holidays, that saw a lot of people, a couple hundred thousand people. And let's not forget, we go back to January 6th, even though they say it was a riot. But before the events that happened at the Capitol building, let's look at the pro or the rally for Donald Trump just miles away from that, where a couple hundred people, a hundred thousand people actually showed up there. And a couple hundred thousand people were actually at the Capitol with like a hundred or two hundred people that walked actually into the building. So yeah, the mostly peaceful protest, but that's another story for another time. Republicans, however, do a great job when we actually show up in rallies to do something in a positive manner. Regarding the abortion issue, though, since the congressman's not here, let's talk about this March for Life movement for a second, because while we've been so focused on the elections and New Hampshire coming up in a couple of days, we can't forget the fact that this is a major issue. And after the reversal of Roe v. Wade and bringing the issue back down to the state levels. It's it's vital for us to really take a serious look at how the abortion debate is going now because you know that, again, on the campaign trail with the negativity coming from the other side of the aisle, this is going to be a focal point for the Democrats. It already has been. They want to reestablish Roe v. Wade. They want to bring it and centralize it back to the federal government. They always try to use these excuses of how uh, it's so confusing and people aren't sure what to do. And uh, like women down in Texas were dying in the streets because they didn't know that they could get life-saving medical treatment because of an abortion issue or because of a fetus or whatever the case was. They always love to try and throw out these what-ifs just to confuse people and get their bidding and centralize that power. We don't know it unless everybody's all unified in the same way. And that's just not true because that really tells you, hey, you're too stupid to figure out what your local laws are. And if you don't like the laws that are in your own community, then you can go to another community. What a wild concept. But they don't allow us to talk about that. So now we have the legislative sessions in your local governments, your state governments all over the country. And abortion is another one that is popping back up on the slate again. We saw the elections just a few months ago in the state of Ohio that validated the right to abortion in that state. Where I'm coming from with my flagship at the Hoosier Media Network, the state of Kansas was the very first one that year, a couple years ago, after the Roe v. Wade switch that happened in June. We had our very first one in the entire nation to have it on the ballot as a constitutional amendment that was very worded, very trickly. Yeah, I made that up, that word, trickily. And they, what they did was we were trying to take power away from the Kansas Supreme Court. And for a little bit of a background, for those that don't live in the state of Kansas, obviously, the Supreme Court said that they had the authority, they ruled that they had the authority to say that abortion is a constitutionally protected right in the Kansas Constitution. And we had a bill called the Born Alive Bill that essentially was going to say that the Supreme Court did not have the right to make that decision, that the state legislature had the right to make laws regarding abortion in the state of Kansas. But the way it was worded and the way that the campaign ran from the other side kind of confused people to where they voted against the bill when they shouldn't have voted against the bill that validated the Supreme Court had that say. So we took the big hit and we made the national news by validating the fact that the Kansas Constitution protected abortion after Roe v. Wade. So in the whole mid-America region with Nebraska and Kansas and Oklahoma and Texas and Missouri and Colorado and the Dakotas, that this whole area in the center of the country, Kansas has now become the central hub for abortions around the entire area. And in fact, I see headlines every day living here that Candace is breaking records for the amount of abortions that are being performed in the state and the amount of people coming into the state from out of state from around the surrounding areas where they have banned abortions, which is probably not the best thing for us to have a track record on or some type of reputation for. But nonetheless, that's really what's going on. So now we come to the March for Life movement in Washington, D.C. And there 
it's an important issue for us to address as more states are trying to define exactly what to do. But here's the beauty of the system. The beauty of the system is, while that may not be a good thing, there's a headline from the Huffington Post where, of course, they got to take the jab at Republicans, saying that Republican lawmakers that have pushed for anti-abortion bills, that bans have not lowered national abortion rates. That according to the New York Times as well. That bans have not lowered the national abortion rate and that pro-lifers must find another way. Now, this by saying that that doesn't give the entire story. The rest of the story. You want to hear the the rest of the story? Here's the rest of the story. The rest of the story is it is lowering abortion in certain areas while it's increasing in other areas, obviously, because some states are banning it, some states are allowing it. And abortion rates have not necessarily changed yet, but they are changing in the specific demographics. And here's the thing. If you don't like the abortion laws in your area, you can either fight to change them or you can move. And go somewhere else if that's the number one issue that, that's bothering you on your mind. That's the beauty of the state's rights. That's the beauty of the Tenth Amendment. That's the beauty of the concept called federalism. I personally, here in Kansas, don't like our abortion laws. I think they're a little ridiculous. I don't like Ohio in the last election in November voting to validate and solidify abortion laws in that state as well. I don't like that. But guess what? That's federalism. That's the way the system works. Democrats are livid about that. And, of course, they've tried to tie things into, uh, you know, have the military be able to pay for wives to go across state lines to get an abortion and have that funded through the taxpayer dollar through the military. And they've tried to do all these ridiculous things to make it more accessible. They've tried to do the telemedicine to just ship you a pill and just be able to, you know, do the abortion through the to the pill there. But they're trying all the loopholes that they possibly can. And I don't know that it's necessarily working. And I got to give the Republicans a little bit of kudos here for trying to fix some of that at the federal level. They didn't necessarily do that in the latest National Defense Authorization Act that was passed right before the holidays. They did not address that, which some Republicans were a little upset about, but we got to pick our battles when we can, and right now we have a major battle with the federal budget, which we did pass to extend, in, I guess, until March with the continuing resolution, and right now we're worrying about border funding and Ukrainian funding and trying to figure out how to find a happy medium there. I know the pressure is the, obviously the Republicans in the House don't want Mike Johnson to accept the proposal from the Senate that came from uh, James Langford from Ohio, uh, Oklahoma and Chuck Schumer from New York, which I would agree as well. And I don't think he's going to pick that one up because he even said openly on CNN out of all places that that wasn't going to be a bill that was beneficial. Nonetheless, we had to pick our battles. And so that is still in there, unfortunately. And we need to continue to work to try and tweak that and make that a better system. But at the same time, we can do better on the home front because state power is where it's at. And your influence is done at the statewide level. So if you want the changes, you could change those at the state level by, well, guess what? An election season that's coming up in November because elections have consequences. And with the elections, you can choose the right candidates to get in there to start changing that policy. You can create a constitutional amendment in your state to make some of these changes. But the quote-unquote anti-abortion activists is what the media calls them, not the pro-lifers, not the individuals that try to support life. It's not those. They're the anti-abortion activists. Because the other side's the good side advocating for women's rights. Kamala Harris was on The View just a day or so ago, a couple days ago, talking about how we're in 2024. I can't believe that we even have to continue to fight for women's rights to be able to make decisions for their own body. 
And it's the age-old argument of, well, I get to do anything that I want to with no consequences, no uh, no responsibility for it. I just get to do anything that I want, and then whatever consequence may happen, I can just erase it and just pretend these aren't the droids you're looking for. That being said, there's another issue on how Republicans handle this as well. And showing up for a March for Life is a great response, and a lot of people going to be showing up and did show up for this one and will continue to show up, and we continue to propose laws at state levels to try and squeeze this out. Because while the Democrats continue to find the loopholes, we're stopping them every step of the way. And even though abortion rates overall have not lowered nationwide, they are changing on where they're actually being performed. So we know where to kind of target them, where to focus our attention on, and how to actually address the issue moving forward. And that's good news. So it's a work in progress, but be happy of the fact that we're starting to realize where we can start focusing the attention on abortion and social issues to protect the lives. What we can also do, obviously, is to carry that conversation forward in another direction, which is, you know, obviously the adoptions and making sure the family units are there and the family homes and then talking about kids not having, you know, the uh, the kids out of wedlock or if they are. Then going back to, oh, I don't know, like shotgun weddings or whatever needs to happen in order to make sure that they take responsibility for the actions that they perform as well. We have the ability to make this happen. We have the ability to make those changes, but it's a societal thing. And remember, the age-old adage is that government cannot regulate morality. And while we can do what we can legislative-wise to protect the right of life by the child that's in the womb, we have to recognize that... We cannot regulate morality by having the government tell us what we can and cannot do and how we actually live our life. We have to do that by example. We have to lead by example. And we have to do that by the family unit, by how we present ourselves in the community, and to win people over when they see how wonderful and happy that we all are. Lots more coming up. One more segment around the corner. Stay here for The Voice of Reason. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. This is Amy, working mom, feeling the pressure of rising costs. Feels like every day is getting more expensive. We get it. The cost of living today is way too high. That's where we come in. At Americans for Prosperity, we offer solutions to the country's biggest problems. Like making life more affordable? Yep. That's why AFP launched Prosperity is Possible, the nation's largest movement to tackle the cost of living crisis. Americans for Prosperity is helping ease the pain at checkout and the pump and connecting people to common sense solutions. From reducing wasteful spending and making energy more affordable to improving workplace flexibility. Bottom line, getting government working for us again with solutions we can all agree on. Like empowering families like mine to realize the American dream. Exactly. Americans for Prosperity, where freedom and opportunity win. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Andy's latest product. Have you tried to start your own revolution to end systematic oppression, destroy the evil, greedy capitalist system, redistribute other people's belongings, or put an end to hate speech but just aren't getting the support you need? Well, now you can. It's time for us to do Bash Bash. I hate Nazis so much. I believe it's my duty to verbally and physically attack anyone that's not on my side. That's totally the anti-fascist way of life. People need to see what true tolerance of people, beliefs, and ideas really looks like. Get all the following and support you want with the all-new Voice of Reason Antifa Rebel Call. Just sound off and let your fellow revolutionists know you are ready for the ultimate takedown of society. The Antifa Rebel Call was the perfect way to find my fellow anti-fascist brothers, sisters, and unknowns. And it works fast. The time I stepped out of my masculinity confession booth, I wiped the tears away, reapplied my mascara war paint, reconsidered my gender identity, and told my mom to make dinner late tonight. I had 10 other rebel fighters with me, ready to raise some hell. I love my Antifa rebel call. Every time I sound it, I feel ready to destroy statues, burn building, and find the red hats. I don't know what MAGA means, but I can tell you it's MAGA lame. Once they hear my Antifa rebel call, they'll know we mean business. The Antifa rebel call is perfect to fend off oppressors like the Constitution, natural rights, the American flag, and the ever-favorite rational thought. And your Antifa rebel call can work simultaneously as your safe space meditative sound. Now available in an audio download, you can listen to your Antifa Rebel Call whenever you feel triggered from the world. I turned on the radio today and I heard someone talking about how they believed in an equal opportunity capitalist system and I felt extremely triggered. OMG, it almost ruined my day. Luckily, I went to the nearest Starbucks, I put my cordless headphones into my brand new iPhone, and I listened to my Antifa Rebel call to settle me down and remind me that redistribution and government control over private industry makes my life so much better. Order your Antifa Rebel call today and receive a second absolutely free. Don't we all love free stuff? Now you can spread your message to more people with double the toughness. The Voice of Reason's Antifa Rebel Call. The rebel inside you awaits. Looking for more reason? Well, now you can get even more content from The Voice of Reason through our Patreon site. It's your exclusive membership for being the ultimate Hoosier-holic. On our Patreon, you'll get additional interviews and content that we don't get to air on the radio, behind-the-scenes action from the Hoosier Media Network, plus one-on-one video streams where you can catch up with me, guests of the show, and other great Voice of Reason supporters. Plus, you can also support the show by checking out our gear and swag. Find the link on our website at HoosierReason.com. Again, that's HoosierReason.com. Become the ultimate Hoosier-holic. America's safe space for common sense. 
This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed, it is your safe space. You can let us know whatever's on your mind. We always love hearing from you. Great to have you back. One more segment wrapping up the show. It goes by so fast and so much more to talk about. There are many different ways for us to rally and again, I tell you, there's the difference between like going out and being the negative protesters and then actually doing positive things and showing support for something. We saw the massive turnouts for the March for Life movement that we do every single year. Hundreds of thousands of people showing up in Washington, D.C. for that movement. That's very exciting and very encouraging for us because we're showing something in a positive light of what we support, not what we want to be angry about and try and stop traffic for and protest and get all worked up about and cause a scene. That's why the media doesn't like to cover it because it's not sexy enough. It's not uh, flashy enough. It's not us being angry enough, so they don't like to cover that. And, of course, they don't like to show that their million-man march of the progressives shows up with, like, 20 people, and then we show up with 300,000 people, and they don't know what to do with that. We have the support for Israel from the rally a few months ago. We had the January 6th support for Donald Trump from a few years ago. We even have the Conservative Political Action Conference. That is coming up uh, really beginning of February, and I won't be able to make it this year. I would love to make it one of these years where we'll be, we will be broadcasting from the Conservative Political Action Conference. I used to go many years in college, and I will tell those stories at some point on this show. They are entertaining and quite embarrassing, but yet the dumb old college days of what we used to do when we used to go to CPAC in college with the College Republican organization that I was part of at Bowling Green State University in the great state of Ohio. But nonetheless, those are another stories for another time. It is good for us to refuel the tank, so to speak. And I hope that for the most part, this show does that. Other talk radio shows that can do that, that can get you riled up, that can get you feisty and get you fired up and excited, kind of refuel that political tank for you to feel the hoorah, patriotic, I want to bleed red, white, and blue and scream at the top of my lungs how much I love America. America, baby. I, I hope that show brings that to you. I hope other shows bring that to you as well. We go a little bit more on the intellectual side, or at least we try to, or the stupid side where we just, you know, get kind of snarky and sarcastic at times. But I hope that brings that to you. But you need to refill that tank once in a while. And if you ever get a chance, I highly recommend, I'm going to give them a free shout out here on the plug. You got to go to the Conservative Political Action Conference. You got to listen to the speeches. But when you're there in person and you feel the energy in the room with these speakers, it is unbelievable on how excited people get. It is unbelievable to see the passion that people have, which is absolutely wonderful. It, it, I love it. And we need to do that, especially going into a major election year. The conservative movement, sometimes we get so drugged up and, well, I got to go to work and I don't have the time to go to this rally. I don't have the time to go do this. I don't have time to do this. When you spend the time and you refill those tanks, you feel like an entirely different person. It's like going to those churches. You ever see the churches where people like start dancing around and like just going nuts and going berserk? It's like that, but in a political sense. It's kind of entertaining to watch. And I tell you what, you feel invigorated and refueled by it just by going to these things and feeling how excited other people are. We have to do that once in a while. And I highly encourage that because we, uh, when we talk about the legislative sessions, when we talk about what's going on in Washington, D.C., when all we hear about the negativity from the media and what's going on with Mike Johnson and the Republican Party and the tearing apart of the GOP and election season and Donald Trump has syphilis. <laughs> Did you hear that one? Yeah, Donald Trump apparently has syphilis. He had or a couple red spots on his hand and some Yahoo, don't even remember who it was, was like, oh, yeah, every doctor says that it's syphilis. Yeah, that's the latest attack. They have nothing else on them, so that's what they have to do. When the Democrats are so negative, you have to find a way to be the positive. 
I want to be the positive. I don't want to focus my entire life on being negative. That would drive me nuts. I can't live my life that, that. And I want to see these rallies. I want to see people show up at the March for Life, and I want to show their support on how they support the, the freedom for everybody to have an existence or have a chance for a good life. I want to see that, and we're doing that. And guess what? When we're positive and we're happy, not to get all you know hippie here and be like, oh, let's sing, sing Kumbaya and hold hands here around the tree. But when you're happy and you're living life to the fullest and you're in that positive mindset, guess what? That will supersede anything that could be done from the other side. We will dominate them, and we, other people will be drawn to us. Look at the campaign tactics from Joe Biden right now saying that Donald Trump is a fascist, a tyrant, and a totalitarian, and how I have to save democracy or else everything will be destroyed. Or you hear Donald Trump after his campaign that said, literally, uh, let's just lay our swords down. Let's actually unite together. Let's actually work together. Let's do some positive things. That would be nice. I like that message. And those that aren't necessarily involved in politics a whole lot, guess what? That's going to be a positive message for them. They're going to be more drawn to a Donald Trump message as opposed to a Joe Biden message, unless they know who's actually saying these things. They see Donald Trump, and they're like, oh, he's like the most evil, horrible human being on the face of the earth. How could you support something like that? But I think it's a winning message for sure. That's it for us today. Back at it again next weekend. Enjoy the New Hampshire primaries. We'll recap that one next week, and we'll see some more big rallies. The big movement, the conservative rise is upon us. And I can't wait to see how 2024 unfolds. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We will see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to the Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring the Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community.